welcome on into Dynasty Never Rest. This is a fantasy football podcast focused on Dynasty fantasy football trades and awesome guest stars. And it feels kind of weird right now because I'm podcasting with the co-host of the Kirk Crew Fantasy Football Podcast. So when I was opening my mouth just there, I was like, welcome to the Kirk Crew. Wait, nope, nope, that's not the right one. And so um, Adam Ski, Adam Sky Fantasy, my brother Adam Kurt is our awesome guest on the podcast today. As I said, we have podcasted a different show together, but this is a whole different ball game because we get to talk Dynasty now and our other podcast is Redraft. So welcome, Adam. Thanks. Yeah, he said that if I talked with him the first minute, he was going to hurt me. So um, I was really careful to be silent at yeah, the beginning. Just don't show the snipers on camera. I, it's it's poor taste. Well, I mean, the red dots are showing on my back, so you really can't. Well, um, I'll put a red eye filter on it okay, so okay. they won't be able to see it. All right, so that's enough sniper talk, but we are going to just dive right into the show. You know, we're here to talk football, and that's what we're going to do. Um, so free agency has been a little crazy, um, and by a little crazy, I mean this is the most... This is insanity. It's insanity. Like This is what we have wanted like we've been like NBA all-star like trade deadline type deals. That's what we need here. Okay. <laughs> Gates, yeah. You listened. Yeah. I mean, if you would have told me um, all these, like Devonta Adams is a Raider and Tyreek Hill is a Dolphin and Matt Ryan is a Colt and, and Deshaun Watson is a Brown and all these Khalil Mack is a Charger and all these just different, blockbuster moves that have been so exciting um but it's really created a chaotic um free agency but with all these trades i feel like free agency still has some big names out there do you agree yeah there's a couple of big names that have not moved um i think the um one of the big pieces i had written on um when I was prepping for this, uh, has fallen. Uh, Taron Armstead was the was really the biggest, I think, piece left out there. Yeah. Um, and he got a big chunk of money to go play for the Dolphins. So, um, I, I do have a question about that. Taron Armstead, do you believe that he or Sheriff is is the better player? Brandon Sheriff. Yeah. Uh, I think Armstead is the better player. Yeah. Uh, the difference between the two is reliability. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, Armstead just got a little less um, in his contract than um, Sheriff did. So I was just wondering kind of how you felt about that. All right. I hadn't compared the contracts. So I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, I just, off the top of my head, it kind of popped in. Well, it's, you know, the Dolphins managed to go on an eight game winning streak. They really should have had a better season. The you have to pay players to show up in Jacksonville much uh -huh. more than they are worth. He got left tackle money as a guard. Uh -huh. um, Christian Kirk got paid to be a top 10 wide receiver. He's not that like, I hope he does well, but he's not that. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel bad for the guy because literally 
everyone has been bad talking his contract and everything, but he he just he's never supported a thousand yard season. He's had four one hundred yard games in his NFL career. That guy should not be paid paid as the third highest wide receiver in the NFL. Yeah. So speaking of some of the best free agents out there, we, we kind of want to go over, you know, who's left, who's left in the pool. And, and we'll hit a couple defensive players and a couple offensive players, just because we want to highlight the whole pool of free agency. Like we mentioned Khalil Mack um, because he, he's a big player and, and he's going to impact um, the chargers in a way that they can get pressure and, so that'll help your redraft defenses. If you play IDP, um, that'll help you there. And so um, we are going to hit on some of the defensive guys, but we won't focus too much on there. So, Adam, who's your first guy here? Uh, I think Tyron Matthew actually is the biggest guy floating out there. He was the heart and soul of the Kansas City defense, known as the Honey Badger. He was kind of hoping to reset the safety market, even at the age of, what, 28 or 29? And I've heard nothing. I've heard absolutely nothing on him. And uh, immediately the Chiefs signed, what, Eric Reed from the Texans. Then Marcus Williams got a whole bunch of money to go to the Baltimore Ravens, which I thought was a good contract. Um, I think he's... Quandre Diggs also got a sizable yeah. contract. Um, yep. So the, the safety market has been has been high. Like These guys are getting a lot of money, but I think that maybe Tyron is asking for more than all of these guys. Yeah, I would I would expect actually him to take a little bit of a discount um, just because the market hasn't, I don't think, been there. Um, and I think he might go to the Chargers, which is just filthy, him and Derwin James in the same secondary. Um, they still have the, I think they have the most cap space left out yeah. of any team still. The Chargers um, do. Yeah, they did restructure a couple of contracts, uh, Khalil Max, um, Keenan yep. Allen, um, to clear up some more cap space. Yeah, I think they can add him, and he really becomes their fifth best defensive player. You have Nick Bosa, Khalil Mack, uh, Derwin James, and J.C. Jackson, who you just paid money to be a cornerback. That's terrifying. Oh, absolutely. That, that's terrifying. And you need more firepower within that division. That's who I'd be targeting as a charger. Who's who's one of your top players that you have out there? Um, I, I'm i going to go with Odell Beckham Jr. Um, he, he came off of the Browns and went to the Rams, and he, he was really good. He was kind of this old Odell that – that we had seen and um i was not a big believer that odell kind of had it and odell proved me wrong and i think that he can he can still be a alpha wide receiver one in the in the right situation and with a qb that has a level head um and so if he can find a place to go like i would love to see him as an indianapolis colt I think he would um, be a great counterpart to Michael Pittman, mm. give Matt Ryan another option to throw to, um, and just kind of give that offense a full circle. And I know he's coming off a torn ACL, and, and there is some concern with that, but I do believe that he can come back strong, 
Um, he's just he's just 29, and and the hill for wide receiver is isn't 29. He's he's got a couple of good years left, so I could even see the Colts um, or whoever he signs with getting getting him on a multi-year deal, but at a discount because he's coming off an ACL injury, and so I. I would love to see him find a good home and, and show us that he is continually going to be that freak of a guy when he's on the field. Yeah, he, he'll be interesting. Um, Brown's uh, reunion has been floated out there that he's interested in going back now that Deshaun Watson is there. Um, personally, I wouldn't mind him for uh, a reasonable discount. I don't know if that's going to happen as mm-hmm. on the Bears, um, <laughs> but just somebody reliable for Odell Beckham Jr. to throw to. But Odell, uh, hold on. You said Odell Beckham to throw to. For, no, I don't yeah. think I did. <laughs> this guy, this guy to throw to OBJ. This guy okay. right here. Okay. Um, another person that I'm interested in is Gronkowski. Um, I don't know if he's saving off retirement or not. Um, the two other spots that he had mentioned, the Bills and the Bengals have each signed a tight end. He said he loves Joe Burrow and mentioned going and playing with the Bills and Josh Allen. Um, so I think it's Tampa Bay or bust for him. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what he does because he, he had extreme fantasy relevance when that happened. So, yeah, um, I think that Gronk is going to wait a while to sign so that he doesn't have to participate in mini camp. So he doesn't have to do all the training camp crap and he can come in and not have to do a ton of the workouts and just show up and be the starter. I still think he goes back to Tampa Bay, but I don't think he signs for another couple months. Yeah. It's just just kind of who Gronk is. There is a a report um, that Gronk would he had to run sprints for Bruce Arians on video. Yeah, and he a great story. He would change his shirt on the same day and record different um, sprints, so he would only have to work out once a week, and then he would send in the different outfits. Arians, <laughs> yeah, uh, just an absolute Gronk thing, and it was. Uh, I, I'm I'm very glad that came to light because it was just nobody else but Gronk. Would, yeah, he's would. never stopped being a frat boy. So <laughs> yeah. All right, my number two guy here is um, offensive tackle Eric Fisher. Um, I think that Eric Fisher is very good at what he does. He will – you don't like that. Um, I I think Eric Fisher is very good at what he does. He fulfills a, a role as a run stopper, as a pass blocker. Um, and although he he's in his 30s, I think he's 31, I, I do believe that he will um, be good wherever he signs. Um, but I wouldn't mind him signing with the Tennessee Titans um, there – Offensive line situation isn't great, um, and Eric Fisher would fit into that scheme well um, as a starting lineman because 
Tennessee basically has two starting linemen and then a bunch of bench guys. So, yeah, I'm not too interested. Is that Usher? Yes. Making the noise. Hi, buddy. Um, Fisher, I just don't think he has it anymore. The injuries and stuff have really slowed him down. Kind of reminds me of Kyle Long in the injuries, just took away what should have been a really good career i don't think i just don't think he bounces back and that that could be totally possible um but i don't think he's getting sheriff money or anything like that i don't think he's going to get a contract like armstead um but i i i do believe that he still has some juice but we'll just kind of see um where he lands and and at this point it's got to be for a discount because um you know, it's been seven, eight days of free agency, and he—I haven't heard a single rumor about him. And so, yeah. so I, I'm guessing he's got to take a pay cut to to kind of land in a starting role. Yeah. Who's your next guy here? Uh, I'll go with J.C. Treader. Now he was cut, so he wasn't really a true free agent, but technically he is a free agent. Um, the former Brown center, I think he slides over in the division to the Ravens. Bradley Bozeman went and signed with Carolina and you need to protect Lamar. They, their playoff chances died. Tyler Huntley played well, but it clearly made a difference not to have him out on the field. Plus you want to keep the running backs healthy. He's a veteran guy and they can get him no effect to their uh, compensatory picks, and they can add lineman skill in the draft and let them develop underneath a guy. Yeah, I I was really pulling for J.C. Treader to uh, join the Bears, um, but with their free agents signing, um, they have announced that um, I can't think of his name right now. Lucas Patrick. Lucas Patrick is going to be playing center. And so um, I think that kind of takes them out of the J.C. Turner role. Although Patrick is somebody who can kind of hit each piece on the line because he's yeah. played all of it. Um, yeah, he can play guard. He doesn't command enough money to dictate where he plays. It's just what he's been told. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I would love to see Treader on the Bears, um, but I don't think it's very likely at this point. Um, my next guy here is Melvin Gordon. On 203 carries last year, he had 900 yards. Um, the guy's wheels haven't fallen off quite yet, and so I believe that um, he can slide into his starting role. Um, being a even in a split backfield kind of like he was last year, but he is, his wheels haven't fallen off and people see when a running back gets 28, at least in the fantasy community, they just leave him for dead. And I just think Melvin Gordon, even like if he goes and compliments Alvin Kamara, like I would love to see that two headed monster there um, of Melvin Gordon and Alvin Kamara, especially if Kamara faces some time with the suspension due to his antics in Vegas. Um, I think Melvin Gordon um, deserves um, a role in which he's getting at least 40% of the touches. Um, he's, he's still a good running back. Yeah, I 
it'll be interesting to see because even if you float around the league, there's not a whole lot of true backfields left left open. And I think he wanted to vie for a starting job. Uh, the Texans have signed like five different situational backs. Um, the rest of it is. I mean, he would be the best back at the Tech and Texans, Falcons, and Bills for sure. Um, so those are three landing yeah. spots to start with, and um, I could go into it more, but I, I do think that that the market is going getting thinner for sure just at this point in free agency with, you know, James Conner, Chase Edmonds, Leonard Fournette um, taking some of the more uh, the backfields with some more appeal. So we'll we'll have to see where he lands, but I, I would hate him just to sit out there in free agency and not not find a role yeah. where he's touching the ball. I don't have any Javante Williams stock. I hope he just comes back at a discount <laughs> deal to the Broncos and just terrorizes. I mean, cultures. I w- I wouldn't hate that just because everyone is so high on Javante. Um, and so Melvin Gordon, um, out had a better yards per carry, um, last season than, uh, Javante. And so, although Javante broke a lot more tackles, it's just, it would hurt so many Javante owners, but, um, hopefully to see them experience pain. (laughs) Um, so we might get, um, attack on Twitter for this very thing, but you know what? Um, right. Let's speak it into existence. <laughs> cool. Cool. All right. Who's your last guy here? Last guy. I'm going to say it's, well, I, I'm going to throw two quick ones in here. I think it's very interesting that Stefan Gilmore and Bobby Wagner are both not signed. Stefan Gilmore, I've heard almost nothing about Bobby Wagner I've heard Cowboys and Rams, but Gilmore was the defensive player of the year, what, like two years ago? And then got gets traded to the Panthers and just ghost town. He he has the talent still. Mm-hmm. I it'll be very interesting to see what his market is. He's a little bit older, but he's not over the hill yet. Yeah. Um he de- he definitely still has it in him. Um, the system in which he went to last year, did um, Gilmore did not suit him super well, um, and there was just a whole lot of drama with all that happened with Patriots. I don't know the inside scoop or anything like that, um, but I do think that he can still play cornerback at a high level, and there's a lot of teams that are very cornerback needy. Um, so he could land in a grand number of places. Um, and my last guy here is actually Jarvis Landry. Um, I, I think that he is one of the safest signings in free agency. He is going to find a home. He's going to be across the middle guy, um, kind of like Juju was, but I would prefer um Landry as an asset to Juju because you know exactly what he does and he does it so 
well. Um, I would love him to be an option for Justin Fields. Um, yeah. A guy across the middle who's going to secure the ball, um, those short area targets, uh, that way Mooney can stretch, stretch the field. Um, and then you've got Komet and hopefully somebody that they pull in the draft to kind of round out that whole room. But to give somebody who who Fields can be confident in and uh, just know that the receiver is going to come down with the ball, going to be open in the middle of the field. Um, I just think I, I'm pretty shocked that he hasn't been signed just because he is so consistent and good at what he does each and every year. Yeah, I think the some of the pause on some of these things is some of the contracts that have come out. It's just yeah, gaudy numbers. So, yeah, definitely. Um, there's been some some really solid contracts and some really um, <laughs> surprising contracts to say the least. Yeah. All right, who? are some of your favorite free agency signings um, in the NFL thus far? All right. So I'm going to put three into one and it is the Bengals offensive line being revamped. They dumped money into it. Got Kappa, got Lyle Collins and who else they get? Ted Karras at center. Um, I believe so. Um, they lost the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow did everything he possibly could. And <laughs> Jamar Chase did everything he possibly could. The Bengals should have won that Super Bowl if he has a quarter second more. Yep. Chase uh, was open. Chase burned Ramsey. Now, you know, all the memes, the Penny Sewell memes of the difference between that. Now they, they're like, okay, we may not have a crazy talent like that, but he's he's going to be our offensive line just got better. They have, I love this model. They did this with Herbert. It also in their offense exploded. Austin Eckler exploded. Um, this model actually really excites me for the Bears because I think they should draft a whole bunch of young talent around fields, wide receivers, um, survive for a year. We're not competing this year. And then spend some of their $131 million in free agency next year on getting solid offensive linemen into place for a couple of years. Everyone wants their team picks today, but the Bengals drafted crazy talent, skill positions for a couple of years and now put up a wall to protect them while they're still on their rookie contracts yeah. and watching, watching I, that Bengals front office is going, Oh gosh, we have to pay T Higgins and Jamar chase potentially and Joe Burrow. Like yeah. by the time these contracts are up, it'll be like, okay, we need to do an evaluation and reset. But I, taking a Super Bowl team and immediately chopping down one week so you can throw all your draft capital at cornerbacks so you don't get roasted by Cooper Cup. I mean, if they pick seven cornerbacks, none of them will still be able to cover Cooper Cup, but right. they won't be Eli Apple, who they kept on the team for some reason, but <laughs> they brought um, him back. Yeah, he was, he was definitely maybe a, a cheaper option at the position even though he is far from a, a good option at the position but um, for some reason they like him and and he hopefully they grab a cornerback in the draft um, to kind of fulfill that role all right my favorite signing 
Um, there's a couple of them. Um, I'm trying to talk about ones I haven't talked on the show already. I will go. Um, I love the Jameis Winston signing. Um, you commit to him for two years. Um, you have the opportunity to maybe draft a guy and put a little pressure on Winston. Um, but last year, Winston was looking very good. Um, he was, um, his touchdown to interception ratio was nothing like you expect of Jameis. It was a lot more touchdowns than it was interceptions. You know, he's Mr. 30, 30, um, 30 interceptions, 30 touchdowns. Um, in the last full season, he played at quarterback and in last season through six games, he, um, I think he had five interceptions in total. Um, and his touchdown rate was through the roof. And so committing to him for two years, allowing him to grow um, behind Drew Brees, um, and he knows the system very well. I just think that um, he gives them an opportunity to use Michael Thomas very well, and if they can bring in another wide receiver in the draft and and keep that defensive core um, pretty well, I think they have a chance in the NFC to compete. It's- that's fair. Uh, I, yeah, it's just crazy how overloaded the AFC became. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, go over to my second pick is Zay Jones. And a lot of people are going to be like, who, what, when, <laughs> where, why? He signed with the Jacksonville Jaguars to be wide receiver. Yes, they paid Christian Kirk a boatload of money. Yes, they only got a modest deal. But Nelson Aguilar got a lot of money from the Patriots last year, and Kendrick Bourne got a moderate deal. Bourne turned out a valuable season with a rookie QB, which is hard to do. Zay Jones became the reliable number two for Derek Carr down the stretch with Hunter Renfro, and I think he becomes a target for the Jags, and he will end up being ignored in drafts because of how bad the Jags were and his lack of money. People will be after Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, I want a shot at him at every opportunity as I think he can be a top 36 wide receiver for no cost to you whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Zay Jones is not going to cost anything. I don't, I don't believe that he's going to be that guy, but he could um, very easily be like Kendrick Bourne and that we kind of didn't see an opportunity, didn't see anything for him. And he actually put up pretty decent numbers last season. Well, I mean, he, you know, it's crazy. Kendrick Bourne kept, just kept scoring touchdowns that, I mean, he just take, took one play. Cause Jacoby Myers can't. Yeah. Yeah. Zay Jones was Jacoby Myers. Quite literally. He was the wide receiver 28 from when he be- became the wide receiver two in like week 12 through the rest of the season, he was the wide receiver 28 in points per game with zero touchdowns. Yeah, there's definitely a potential. You throw in a couple, he's a top 24 wide receiver. I mean, what more do you need? Yeah, there's definitely potential for him to succeed. It's just at this point, not my expectation, but that's part of the beauty of fantasy is that we do disagree in these um there's variants of players and Zay Jones is going to be free, but I could be kicking myself um, a year from now because I didn't take advantage of Zay Jones. 
Yeah. Um, my second favorite signing um, that I, I haven't talked about yet. Um, I really like the Lakin Tomlinson signing. He um, yeah. is a phenomenal guard. Um, the New York Giant Jets, sorry, New York Jets got him um, on a three-year, forty million dollar contract. Um, which for a stud offensive lineman, um, I, I thought they got him at a discount, which uh, was part of the reason that. Not really I, for a guard. He's pretty expensive. Sheriff's pretty much one of the best in the business. Right, but I don't, I don't think there's a huge gap between Tomlinson and Sheriff, and I, I may be alone on that, um, but the fact that sheriff got you know 3.5 million a year more yeah um makes makes tomlinson's contract seem yeah like a discount yeah Fair um enough. the jets have been doing a good job of enforcing that offensive line they grabbed makai beckton um they grabbed vera tucker um last year and now they've got Lincoln Tomlinson. They're building a nice offensive line core. So if they can keep Zach Wilson healthy, um, maybe grabbing uh, they grabbed two good, two decent receiving and blocking tight ends. Um, I do think they're going to use a lot of two tight end sets with Robert Sala, but they went away from it last year because um, of their tight end room last year it was pretty embarrassing. And so um, I believe they grabbed Tyler Conklin and CJ Uzama to just ensure that um, two tight end set and it's going to um, just help them succeed more in Robert Sala's system. So just just going to have a nice front seven, um, so to say, for Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and maybe – um, Sky Moore or um, Jameson Williamson or somebody else that they grab in the draft. And maybe they just stick where they are. But we'll just have to see. Who's your third third and final guy here? Uh, I'm actually going on to the defense because it should be Vaughn Biller. Yeah, I did that. Uh, this defense needed a difference maker on the defensive line on a unit that was already one of the most technically sound over the past couple of years. Now they're three to four young linemen that they've drafted over the past couple of years, get to learn from a hall of fame player who literally runs a pass rushing camp and is now going to take pressure off of them to allow them to build their confidence in one-on-one -on -one situations. And Vaughn shows up in big games. He has the most sacks in Super Bowl history while only attending two. Um, the NFL saw the Allen and Mahomes duel and said, we need someone to compete like that. So you dust all the quarterback trades like crazy. Like everyone's like, oh, we need our guy that can do this. Then Aaron Donald closed out two playoff games, including the Super Bowl with his arms around the opposing quarterback. He forced uh, pick six against the Niners and he forced a final incompletion against the Bengals to turn it over on downs. Two turnovers generated by a 
stud defensive lineman. The NFL said, we need a guy like that. Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, and Vaughn Miller all left the NFC to go to the AFC. All came to the same division, and the NFL sees the formula. Get a pass rusher and a QB, and you can compete. I mean, if you have just one of them, Nick Bosa, Aaron Rodgers, you can compete. The Bills yeah. are going to compete with the Bengals for the number one seed for years with this move as the AFC West tears each other to shred to claim all the wild card spots. Yeah. Um, I just, it may be the first time we see four teams from the same division make it into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, I think a couple of the teams, I think Ravens and the Patriots, and I think the Dolphins now will make it interesting. Yeah. Um, I think you can make an argument for Dolphins. Um, you can make an argument for Titans um, because, you know, they've made the playoffs the past couple of years um, and they just made a move for Robert Wood. So if they can have some more consistency on the offensive side of the ball and, and keep what they did defensively last year, um, they would also be up there. But it, it'll be interesting to watch because right now as I look at it, I don't know that I see Titans as a top seven team um, in the AFC. But, but they'll win their division. But they'll win their division. Yeah. So, I mean, people are arguing that Colts with Matt Ryan could win it too, and that's totally a potential possibility. Um, we'll go on to my final free agent acquisition, the one that I love. Um I talked about this on my first episode, I think, but um, I'm just going to go with Hassan Reddick again. Um, he was a great signing um, in his last two years. Um, he played at a very high level in Arizona. His first two years, um, he had some issues with injury, um, and and that he had a slow start when coming into the NFL, and so. Um, seeing him over the last two years to get him um, at what I consider a discount um, was just a great move for the Eagles um, as they struggled with linebacker play last year um, due to a couple of injuries, but they don't really have a stud at the position. And I think Son Reddick really just fills that role. He'll be able to be a team leader um, on that defense and um, he'll get some pressure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, they brought back Derek Barnett as well, so they've got Sweat, him, and Barnett. They've got a three, nobody a true difference maker, I would say, but they have a solid three-man rotation for the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. They can literally throw all their draft picks at offensive assets. They brought back Fletcher Cox. Uh, they need to get at least a linebacker, but they they are a, they're going to get so much better. <laughs> they have three first-round draft picks. It's insanity. Yeah, yeah. The Eagles and the Dolphins feel in a pretty similar boat here. Um, I posted a tweet about that, the Howie that he should do exactly what the Eagles just did yeah. and go and trade for DK Metcalf or Chris Godwin or DJ Moore. See, and I, I disagree with that because of their picks. There are a couple of these guys. You can go draft two wide receivers to put bookend on Devontae Smith, and you have them for how many years with a rookie 
uh, you know, a rookie contract quarterback, I, I think they can get value. These guys are, these guys are ready. Uh, and they, they just have to go, okay, whoever drafted Jalen Rager has to get out of this building. <laughs> <laughs> They're never allowed back in. Yeah, that, that's part of my concern is that the Eagles have these draft picks, but um, their history of drafting over the past couple of years hasn't been great. And and so, yeah. so my preference would be to go get a proven stud with a same kind of price tag as Hill, you know, send a first and a second. I mean, that still gives them two firsts, gives them – a high-powered offense. I don't know. Um, rookie the, contracts, man. Rookie contracts. It's what the it's what the Chiefs just leaned into. They're like, uh-huh. all right, we have two picks in the first, second, third, and fourth. And our front office is one of the best in picking, except for the fact that the Ryan Poles just went to the Bears. So, yeah. Um, uh, we'll see. But yeah, no, I. I like it. All right. What's the next thing? Um, I think we're going to move on to capitalizing on free agency. We're not going to um, talk about who has done the best and the worst. Uh, we can we can say something quick on it, but I want to get to the okay. meat of our show here. Okay. So I'm going to say defensively, the Chargers have flat out won. You add Mac and JC Jackson to Jerwin James and Joey Bosa. That's terrifying. And Kenneth Murray has been showing up in the middle of the field. They they have a scary defense, a really scary defense. Uh, and they have Asante Samuel. I, they, they have potential to be freakishly. Oh, oh, that's just absolutely. scary. Then the two offense, the two teams that have won uh, on offense are the Dolphins with the the trade, um, adding. Connor Williams, Taron Armstead, their head coach switched to an offensive mind, and the Bengals for getting all of their offensive line. Hey, and then, don't forget Chase Edmonds in there. I meant what I said. <laughs> well, I just didn't want you to leave out the most important addition. He is not. <laughs> he's not. I'm not in on him. I knew you could take him. Uh, I, okay, I'll take anybody at value. I think he's going to be overhyped for the Shanahan system. Okay. Bengals and Dolphins both benefited from the team that has done the worst. And that is the Cowboys. And it's not even close. They lost multiple offensive line members, um, had to tag Schultz because Blake Jarwin had, I think, career ending hip surgery, traded away Amari Cooper for nothing. Absolutely nothing. Assigned uh, Michael Gallup to a five-year deal. I'd say that's probably their best move based off of the money uh, mm-hmm. compared to the rest of the people. Committed to Tank Lawrence for another several years and blew up their cap doing that. Tried to put in a stupid clause for Randy Gregory that made him flip and go to the Broncos. Um, kept McCarthy. Kept Moore, who don't know how to let their offense soar. Yes, that rhymed. Uh, signed James Washington, who is just bad Michael Gallup. Um, and cleared up a whole bunch of cap space and restructured things. And they didn't get anybody. Nobody came to play for the Cowboys. They resigned mm-hmm. a couple of their defensive pieces. But that's it. This offense is going to be the worst in the Zeke area. The run game is just... Um, and resigning their defense. They're not going to be the same freak defense that they were last year those teams don't repeat 
year after year, unless if it's, a, you know, go to the 85 Bears, the Ravens, you have these teams that go elite one year and then they fall off the next year. They regress hard. They're the team to avoid picking as your defense. Um, unless Dak goes like Super Saiyan. Um, he's going to be a Kirk Cousins tier quarterback. He's not a true difference maker, but he's going to put up enough stats to make your fantasy team happy, but not enough to, you know, make your star $20 million wide receiver happy and say some really unkind things after a playoff game. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Um, I, I do think that the Dolphins had the best free agency and I was leaning that way. Free hill trade. Yeah. I think they made some really good signings. They didn't break the bank on anyone except for Armstead. Um, they they spent cheap on guys they knew that could could perform at a high level, um, but not an elite level. Hmm. And they did that for several guys. They got um, the only signing I didn't like was Cedric Wilson, but they they set to up to succeed very well. And I'm excited to watch Tua play this season. And I do believe that he will take a nice step forward um, with having, you know, Hill, Gusecki, Waddle, and Chase Edmonds all as good pass catching options. Um, and Cowboys have really bit the bullet here. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a, uh, just a little recap of kind of how we're feeling on some pre-agent guys um, and teams, how they did. Um, what do you do in the middle of free agency? We're looking to capitalize on free agency within our, our dynasty rosters and our dynasty team. And so um, what do you do during the offseason here when you're paying attention to free agency, you're seeing Russell Wilson to the Broncos, you're seeing, you know, J.C. Jackson being let go and going to the Chargers. You're seeing um, James Conner to the Cardinals. You know, what do you do as a dynasty owner when all of this chaos is happening? So the first thing that I do is when I have my microphone on backwards and there's a mic piece there, I make sure that this microphone is off behind me because every time I move my head up and down like this, it catches the sweatshirt and makes a horrible noise. Sweet. Yeah. Um, so just wanted to let you know. Uh, first thing I do actually is go over to Spotrac. So S-P-O-T-R-A-C and study the teams. Um, you see the money that's coming in, who's likely to be cut. They kind of give projection scenarios. You can mess around with some things and it gives you an understanding of what teams are looking to do shuffle around what their money is committed to how dead cap looks i mean you know everyone says that the cap is magic but th this gives you at least a base understanding of okay how much can they actually move and teams like the cowboys do a horrid job of creating movement while the saints are wizards of having being able to move things around so um from that you can start to pick up players who um may not have the money situation, but have the talent. And then you can buy them low before they have the money as they get into opportunity. Like I pick up assets like Kirk Cousins and Dallas Goddard. Uh, he was a taxi squad cut in the past. Um, and this year I pick up David and Joku for no fab before he was even tagged. Um, so just understanding that you have 
talent leading into free agency, target that because they will get their opportunity per the NFL. Yeah, absolutely. Hitting the free agent wire. Um, and, and sometimes you've got to hit that beforehand. Like um, a lot of leagues, David Njoku wasn't, was rostered, but like when I went and looked at the free agent pool, let's say in November, um, Mitchell Trubisky was out there. Marcus yep. Mariota was out there. Yep. And so those are guys that you can pick up and stash. And especially in a super flex league, league those guys are going to sell super well. Um, just knowing that they're on the last year of their contract, um, you know, near the trade deadline, people were inquiring about Mariota and all this offseason hype about Mitch Trubisky. And so um, just paying attention to who's out there. And, and if you've got to hold somebody for six months before they return value, it's absolutely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, I advised um, a league mate who's trying to get better at, at Dynasty. I told him to go pick up a couple of the quarterbacks, and they've all paid out. And then he got adventurous on his own and went and traded for Tua. Arguably low now. And then they traded for Tyreek. <laughs> so I I have yet to have a conversation with him about whether where he got that insight from. I thought it was a horrid trade at the time. <laughs> it's like, well done. So, I mean, a guy who bought low on, bought in on Carson Wentz, went from having uh, Davis Mills as his quarterback to having Carson Wentz, Tua, and Marcus Mariota. So on a league that had no starting quarterbacks available in free agency. So it's just about paying attention and understanding that there's opportunity. Um, and then the, the other thing that I look for is understanding there's a difference between talent and opportunity. David Njoku is so much more physically talented than Dalton Schultz is. It's not close. Mm -hmm. Now, one of them had a much better season than the other. But I was able to pick up David Njoku for nothing, and Schultz just got dealt for the 204 in my main dynasty league. Um, believe in the talent, hope for the opportunity to come. Players like Mostert might have been dropped this offseason, you know, wasn't likely to sign with San Fran. But now he goes to a scheme that he shined in, regardless of what you think of Edmonds. Um, he has more talent than Deontay Foreman, who was cooking down the stretch. You could have flipped Deontay Foreman for a pick on the high side of, okay, he produced down the stretch, uh, get the draft pick, and then have Mostert on my roster, who is just flat out more talented than Foreman is, has more of an upside. Um, so I, I realize some people need, you know, viable starting running backs, and people might have taken the chance on Foreman being uh, staying in Tennessee and being the backup handcuff to Derrick Henry, but he went behind CMC, which, you know, I argue is a very similar opportunity. I, um, I almost feel like it may be a better opportunity just because in Tennessee there was kind of a split opportunity to where Dontrell Hilliard was getting in and, yeah. and just all these different guys. I think that, that the Panthers like one guy to be able to do it all. Yeah. And so, well, uh, and Foreman showed that, but Hilliard also showed the upside and the absolutely. Titans kept Hilliard mm -hmm. and the Panthers went, well, if CMC goes down again, we want somebody who we can plug in there for 4.1 yards a carry, catch the occasional ball, and continue to move the chains. Mm -hmm. So, but he's not, he, Foreman might have been valuable, but he 
he was literally getting the opportunity which made him valuable. It's like Mike right. Davis two years ago. He got all of the work. Therefore, he was super valuable. Mm-hmm. But he's nowhere near as talented as Cordero Patterson, which Zach and I both said that uh, Patterson would be the RB1 in Falcons for the Falcons last year. We may have been saying it sarcastically, but we're like, he's the most talented running back on the roster. Yeah. We're right. We just should have followed our advice a little bit sooner. <laughs> you got anything else? Um, no, what's your next point here? Uh, one of the things that I always, I'm trying to address, so I'm really trying to delve into the TikTok realm, um, is who is going to lose out with a signing and or draft pick and who could explode with a contract new supporting talent. These are the guys I'm trying to cut versus the guys that I'm trying to hold on to. Tom Brady retired temporarily. It seemed like Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette were going to walk, and I had picked up Keyshawn Vaughn at the end of the season and stashed him. So I used Vaughn and a flurry of other things, but basically I heightened the value, and I got Brandon Cooks out of it. Um, Now Tom is back. Lenny is back for three years, and I look like a genius because Vaughn ain't the guy. Um, and I got a reliable wide receiver. Um, I got offered some high seconds for James Conner and Cordero Patterson, but I held on to the proven talent to wait on the contract. So now James Conner is alone and a top six is running back based off of his usage. And Patterson is back for two years. I haven't seen the fully guaranteed, but I think it's pretty solid two years. Um, I ended up flipping Amari Cooper who was rumored to be a cap casualty at the point in a 2022 second for Jerry Judy in a 2023 first, because I believed in the talent of Judy, the upside of Judy over the, I'd say consistency of Cooper and believed the Broncos were going to do whatever they needed to do to get a QB. And part of that is just, you have to commit to the things that you believe and act on them. Um, and, you know, I've made horrible decisions like multiple first for Montgomery as a rookie. Um, and tried to learn from those things and don't overvalue Homerisms um, anymore. But uh, you know, commit to the things that you you believe um, and understand when it's make your choice on when to hold and when to fold. Yeah, absolutely. There's really something about believing. You, you need to invest in in what you believe in because it's really hard to trade for the guys after they've blown up. You yeah. know, um, if you would have tried, if you try to trade for Jerry Judy right now versus five weeks ago, Jerry Judy would have been traded for Mike Williams. But yeah. now Jerry Judy is in this tier to where DK Metcalf, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he's he's being valued as a top 15 dynasty wide receiver. And while I don't think that's entirely far-fetched, you've got to invest in these guys before they break out. Yep. I mean, Justin Jefferson was the 111 in rookie drafts, yep. and now he's the 111 in startups, like, yep. of all the player pools. Yep. and. And so, like, these guys that you believe in, you have to go get before absolutely their value just absolute breaks and, and they're not worth it. Like, the people who were super in on Kyle Pitts, were, they got a phenomenal pick because he, he is phenomenal at what he does. And now 
even though he like he had a great yardage season he only caught one touchdown but now he is regarded as the top football top tight end in dynasty football and people are paying a bounty to go get him and so um it's just buying into those guys before they break break out is just insanely important because that value does absolutely break yeah yeah absolutely all right what's how does uh free agency change the trade market Mm. Uh, so obviously people change in value depending on what happens but before the collective dust settles it creates such an opportunity for you to get value either by trading away high or buying low you have a clear thought on you know we were just talking about it on a player's trajectory be it your own research or an analyst that you believe in eh 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 i'm doing it on the wrong side i'm still doing it on the wrong side there we go um everyone is so nervous to trade with me now in my leagues because they always think i know something they don't and it is like pulling teeth to negotiate i'm looking at you andy i'm coming at you um i have multiple league mates uh run trades by me within my main league because i read up i commit and i move on if i need to Um, when people are sharing who you are asking about publicly because it increases the player's value you are doing it right. I will be people post that trade things out, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, that Adam knows something because my roster's deep, and I commit and I buy in. Or and when I fail, I move on. Um, so it's yeah, I I agree with that. You know, <clears throat> there is some volatility um, with the signings. Like when Tyree Kill um, got traded. I immediately tried to buy Jalen Waddle for cheap um, because he's not the one in that offense anymore. And and unfortunately, um, sometimes people are smarter with that with some of the higher caliber players. So that in dynasty rankings, Jalen Waddle is a top twelve guy. Hill is. Um, has been a top 12 guy. And, and so um, people don't generally sell low on on guys like that. But when you get into that mid-range, that round five, six, seven um, in startups, those are the sort of players that you can, you can kind of get a discount on. Like uh, Amari Cooper, af- after he was rumored or – yeah, when he got traded to the Cleveland Browns, um, people were buying low, and I didn't because I was, um, as most of you know, if you follow me anywhere, I do not think that Baker Mayfield is a good quarterback. And so when Amari Cooper went to Baker Mayfield, I was like, you know what, um, I I don't want any Amari Cooper shares. And then two weeks later. Deshaun Watson is throwing to Amari Cooper, and I'm like, you know what? Can we can we undo some of those trades? Because <laughs> I would be okay with having Deshaun Watson's number one, and so so you just have to like sell on what you believe in, um, and sell high in the value of a guy like Cordero Patterson, who's who's 30 years old right now and does fulfill a role, but um, or 
a guy like Marcus Mariota, who's a bridge quarterback right now, probably never going to be that franchise guy. But if you can get, you know, a late first or an early second um, for Marcus Mar- Mariota, absolutely yeah. pull the trigger on that. And so um, just just finding the value after people sign of, of how willing, how high people are willing to buy um, because the Bears haven't added a wide receiver in free agency. I was able to trade Darnell Mooney for T. Higgins this week. What? And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. Like I, you, I, you got T Higgins. Yes. I, I offered Mooney straight up. Yes. Straight up. I offered, um, um, Cortland Sutton and Jacoby Myers for T Higgins just to kind of get the conversation started. And he countered with Darnell Mooney for T Higgins. And I had to look it over a couple times because I was like, Wait, am I sending Higgins? Is he sending yeah. Higgins? And then I was like, oh my gosh, he just sent me a one for one for T. Higgins to Darnell Mooney. And I was so excited. I just don't get me wrong about I love Darnell Mooney, but T. Higgins is a when, He's a different when, athlete. When it when his when his contract is up at the Bengals, he is going to be handed so much money to play mm-hmm. for another team. Well, right now I see him in a similar light to Chris Godwin, to where he's in the shadow yeah. of Jamar Chase, but he is absolutely a phenomenal talent and is going to have a lot of... Yeah, and both of them, output. like, both of those two, Chase and Higgins, have higher upside than Evans and Godwin combined. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Crazy valuable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy. All right, um, give me some tips that you use to capitalize in the mess, but give them to me a little quick because we're we're rounding out the show here. But I want to get a couple last minute to it. Use yes. public evaluation to check things. So keep Trade Cup. It's open sourced. Um, there are some pitfalls to it. You just have to be aware. I like to use three different ones, kind of compare and see where the market is sitting at. Um, you can grab older people at stud values uh, at for almost no cost because dynasty, everyone, nobody wants the old guys. Um, then make your decision before the moves happen to free agency for real. Do I trade them now? Hold out for the contract? What we talked about before. That's how you can generate that value like i held on to james connor because i thought he could get the starting role in arizona stay there and Edmonds could leave bang and it happened and i don't think they're going to spend any draft capital on it um and then understand the rules of your league each rule league is unique use your injury reserve taxi squad to maximize your roster spots to while you wait for players to pan out. Do not have a taxi squad when you go into the season with one player because you only had one draft pick. If you can have eight players, you better be filling it with eight people because it gives just a little bit more percentage that you find a guy that hits. Um, And then um, understand little side rules. So uh, kick and punt return yards. I had Patterson because of that. Cordero Patterson, because we had in my league – those are points that is value added. So if he got just a little bit of offensive work, that would be huge. And then kick return, all that stuff, it would add value. So understand the rules of your league and maximize 
them to be there. And if people get mad, which people get mad at me quite <laughs> often in our league, they're, they literally created roster cuts because I have created too many roster spots um, uh, and stacked too many players over time. Um, they want me to stop flipping people. Understand it's because I understand the rules better than anyone else. I have taken the time to do that. I don't have 30 leagues like Zach does over here. I have three and I have one dynasty. Um, and I spend my time in that because um, if I spent in 30 times, I wouldn't talk to my wife and child. Um, so, yeah, it's of who I am. <laughs> It's absolutely important to know your league settings and know your league rules. Um, I was in a, a tight end premium um, league and a non-tight end premium draft at the same time. And in the non-tight end premium draft, I drafted TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant back to back. And in the tight end premium draft, I, uh, I waited on tight end pretty long and um, my lines got crossed. And so I had no tight end in the tight end premium. And I had like four tight ends in the non-tight end premium. And so um, it ended up working out okay because um, I ended up, my four tight ends were <laughs> Noah Fant, TJ Hawkinson, um, Dawson Knox, and Dalton Schultz. Those were the four guys I picked. You flipped them all. <laughs> people were like, what is this guy doing? Yeah, and so I I, I don't have um, Hawk or Schultz anymore. Schultz. No, I still have Schultz. I don't have Hawk or Knox anymore. Yeah. Um, so I still have a good tight end room. But it's just important to know your, your settings because um, – it's invaluable. You know, there's a couple leagues where I play where running backs get points per carry. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely pertinent when you, when you go to pick your flex players. Um, and so, yeah, using out, outsourcing your trades to whether it's keep trade cut. I have a couple of group chats that I send and yeah. say, Hey, this is the format. This is the scoring. What do you guys think? Um, just to keep me level-headed, because sometimes there are guys like Darnell Mooney that I love, or Chase Edmonds, or and and they keep me level-headed so that I don't go and make uh, a decision that I'm going to regret. Um, and so, yeah, um, that's about all the time we have today. But I want to know where I can find you, Adam. Uh, you can find me at Adimsky Fantasy, YouTube, email, Twitter, TikTok. I got the same handle everywhere. And um, if you ask me, DM me, I will tell you the story. I'm actually planning on creating a TikTok as to why it's Adimsky. And it's not Adam Sky. Everyone says Adam Sky to pronounce it, but it's actually Adimsky Fantasy. Um, and there's a really funny, hilarious story behind it um, that we could not talk. Harm would come to you if you talked about it for about 10 years. I got pranked really, really hard, bad. Yeah. really bad. And I was not happy about it for a long time. Uh, now I've adopted it and it's my gamer tag and mantra. And now it's my brand. So All thank right. you, Carl and Nick, for that. <laughs>
Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And um, if you guys um, go and annoy Adam and his DMs, he will tell you the story of Dr. Jessup and Dr. Owen. <laughs> Thanks.